Now that's funny. That's funny. And it's funny because we can all relate, right? If you're married. Well, uh, before I uh, really dive into today's uh, topic, uh, let me just say a couple things. Uh, personally, uh, kind of encourage you and invite you. Uh, next Sunday, as we celebrate our anniversary, I just really want to personally encourage you to be here. Uh, come for the whole morning, be here at 9.30 to enjoy the stuff in the courtyard, then join us as we'll be all together uh, in one service at 10 o'clock. It's going to be a great celebration. We're going to celebrate a lot of the things that God has done, and we're also going to look to the future and to talk about what our staff thinks God's calling us to accomplish in the next five years at Cross Point. So I'm very, very excited about it. Can't wait till next week. I uh, hope you'll be a part of that. Secondly, I also want to personally encourage you to help with Family Fest. This is one of the, the great gifts that we give our community every year. Uh, lots of people will show up, but it takes a lot of us uh, to make it a reality. And so if you haven't already volunteered to be part of that, do it. It'll be a very fulfilling moment, morning for you. Uh, you'll just be really, you'll walk away feeling really good about the gift that we give to our community. I, uh, when I was in Bible college, there was kind of a running joke that if you want to draw a crowd, uh, there are three things you can talk about. Sex, the end times, and will there be sex in the end times? Now, I'm not really sure that's still true today. In fact, um, I think sometimes when we tell people we're going to talk about sex, there are probably some people that stay away because they're uncomfortable with bringing up that whole subject. I heard about a little girl, six-year-old, went to her dad one day and said, Dad, where do we come from? He thought, oh, no. So he swallowed really hard and he dived into a long discussion of the birds and the bees. When he was finally finished with his uh, long talk, her, her eyes were as big as saucers and she said, well, Susie said their family comes from New Jersey. Yeah, sorry. I, I do want to try to tackle the subject of sex today because it, it is one. Now, it, it is just one of many. But it is one of the subjects that a lot of couples struggle with. It's an issue for them along their journey towards staying in love. But before we dive into that today, I want to kind of remind you where we've been so far because it lays the foundation, it charts the course uh, for our discussion today. So remember in week one, we talked about the fact that Jesus has taught and modeled for us that love is not something that's just a feeling. Love is something that you do. It's something that you put into action. It is a choice that you make. Love is a verb. We also discovered in week one that Jesus said, I don't want you to take your cue for how to love from culture or from your parents. I want you to take your cue for how to love others, including your spouse, from me. I want you to love others in the same way that I have loved you. And we noted that Jesus has loved sacrificially. Jesus uh, loved us when we were unlovable. And that Jesus, uh, His love for us has never been dependent on our ability to meet His expectations. He loves us in spite of all of that. Then last week we dug into Philippians chapter 2 where Paul is writing and he says to us there that our relationships should never be about competition. That it should always be about putting and valuing others, my spouse, more than I value myself. And he said it's about learning and pursuing putting their interests above your own interests. Now if you're like me, You've also been reminded these last couple of weeks that that stuff is easy to talk about. It's tough to live out, isn't it? But I want to encourage you, keep going. And like me, keep reminding yourself that it's about putting the interest of my wife or your husband or your wife ahead of your own interest. And to keep, keep running everything that you do in that relationship through the, the grid 
of is this valuing my spouse more than I value myself? Is this about putting love into action? That also applies when it comes to this area of sex. Because if you talk to enough couples, you quickly realize that sex is one of the areas where all of those principles seem to go right out the door. Because sex very easily becomes about me. My needs, my desires, my interests. Instead of being about valuing my spouse. So today, I want us to kind of take a fresh look at the subject of the sexual part of our relationship Bearing in mind that love is that it's about putting love in action, and as Paul wrote, it's about getting rid of selfish ambition and vain conceit, and it's about putting the interest of others ahead of our own. So let's uh, do it this way. Uh, I want to start uh, well, talking about just a quick reminder of God's view of sex. And then we're going to kind of probably get to what is the more practical part, it would seem. And we're going to talk about a man's view of sex and a woman's view of sex. Because if we're really going to value the interests of others and put them first, then we've got to see it from their perspective. First, though, a quick refresher on what is God's view of sex. In Genesis chapter 1, he writes this. In verse 26. Then God said, this is the whole creation account. Then God said, let us make man in our own image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, over all the creatures that move along the ground. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God is the creator of man and woman, and he is also the creator of sex. It was his idea from the very beginning. Now, I marvel at the physiology of a sexual relationship. I mean, have you ever stopped to think about all that God had to create to make sex possible? God, in His creativity, had to create cells that secrete the right fluids at the right time. He had to create tissues that were able to to swell. He was in all of the details of sex when He created it. It was His idea from the very beginning. I mean, and as human beings, we are the only mammals that were created where our primary sexual position is face-to-face so that our whole bodies are touching. God was in the details. It was His creation, His idea. And it is a creation of incredible visual splendor and mechanical genius. It was God's idea. He created it. Not our culture. They perverted it, but they didn't create it. And it has always been God's plan. It has always been God's plan that sex was only to happen within the safety net of a marriage relationship and nowhere else. That was God's plan. It was God's idea. So that's God's view. Sorry. Just this morning, decided my body decided I'd start catching a cold. So... Um, That is God's view. Now let's talk about man's view. Do you realize that uh, men and women have different primary needs in their lives? Women want to know their love. Men need respect. Now that's not my idea. That's right from the pages of the Bible. In fact, Paul, again, was writing in one of the letters that are in the Bible, and in that letter he was talking about relationships. He was talking about the marriage relationship. And he says this, 
However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself. Now, that goes right hand in hand with what we said Jesus taught us about relationship, isn't it? And we would expect if we read that for the very first time, wouldn't we expect that after we read that, he would go on to say, and wives, you're to love your husbands even as you love yourself. But that's not what he said. After he gives that instruction to men to love your wives, then he says this, and the wife must respect her husband. And so, a man needs respect, a woman needs love. We are different when it comes to that. In fact, a rather extensive survey was done and found that three out of four men in this survey, when asked, responded that if they had to make a choice, they would be willing to give up love if it meant they could get respect. Men want respect. We need affirmation. You see, there is this thing in most men. There is this sort of self-doubt that we deal with. I know we don't act like it on the outside, but inside we sort of have this self-doubt about Do I know what I'm doing? Can I really pull this off? Do I have what it takes? Can I be successful? And initially you may say, well, I can see why he would feel that way about work, but certainly he doesn't feel that way at home, right? Well, actually, he probably does. You know what? Most men deeply desire to be successful as a husband and as a father. But even at home, we have this thing deep inside of us that says, can I do it? Can I really pull this off? Can I be successful? And so we are looking for the affirmation of our wives. That's why when a wife says to a husband, I'm so proud of you. For most men, that means more than if a wife says, I love you. We need that affirmation. It gives us a sense of of confidence. It, It reminds us, okay, I can do this. Now, how does that play into sex? Well, in the sexual relationship, a man wants to know that his wife desires him. He he wants to know that she wants him. You see, for a man, sex is not just a physical act. It is also an emotional act. And the emotional part is he wants to know that my wife desires me, that she wants me, because it is an infusion of confidence for him. When he feels as though he is desired by his wife, he gets this, boost of confidence, not just about the sex part, but it spills over into other areas of his life. So when a wife says to her husband, I don't want to have sex now, he hears, I don't want you. And it is a form of rejection. And if it happens over enough period of time, he begins to feel like she doesn't desire me. I'm not measuring up. And it feeds that whole lack of confidence that internally he often struggles with. Which probably surprises a lot of us because so many men, we act like we've got it all together, we've got all the answers, and we're just rolling through life. But inside, there is a struggle. Let me tell you another thing that may surprise you about uh, men. For most men, uh, it is not just about the sex. Most men also desire romance. To which immediately most women would say, well, they sure don't act like it. Well, a couple things. Part of it goes back to that whole struggle that we have sometimes with confidence. A lot of men feel pretty clumsy when it comes to romance as women would describe it. And so we're, we're sort of afraid to try sometimes. But probably the bigger issue is men define romance much differently than women do. 
For a man, when he thinks romance, he thinks sort of playing around with his wife. In other words, he, he thinks romance equals recreation. So when your husband says, hey, let's, let's go to Lowe's and shop together, you know what he's really saying most of the time, probably? He's saying, I want to spend time with you. And to him, spending time together like that is romance. I know it's not to you, women, but it is to him. Now, in case you think, well, I don't know where he's getting all that kind of stuff. Let me give you a couple of resources because I don't have time this morning to dig deeper into this. Let me give you a couple of resources uh, by an author named Shanti Feldheim. She has written several books, two of them. One is called For Women Only. The other is called For Men Only. And I would highly recommend them. Uh, in the book For Women Only, most of what I've talked about today, she goes into in much greater depth. And so I'd encourage you to go to Amazon or go to Books A Million this week and uh, get that book and read it. And, and believe me, in this book, she also unveils a whole bunch of other things, ladies, about the way your husband thinks and feels that may greatly surprise you but uh, will give you some great insight into Him and help you as you try to live out the desire that you have to put their interests ahead of your own interests. All right, let's flip the page and uh, let's talk about uh, a woman's view of sex. Um, for women, sex always is about emotional closeness and romance, right? Guys, we are, uh, when it comes to sex, we are visually stimulated. But for your wife, now let's describe it this way. I think it is about stimulating her heart. That's what leads her to desire sex, is to learn to stimulate her heart. So let me give you some ways this morning that you can learn to do a better job or some reminders for some of us of ways that we can stimulate the heart of our wives. One has to do with closeness. We can stimulate her heart through closeness. Now, guys, I said closeness, not close off. Okay? Don't, don't confuse those two. This is about, it's about spending time together. It's about being connected. Uh, it, it's about, um, you know, holding her hand when you walk places. It's about flirting with her in public. You know, it's the wink of the eye across the room at a party. It's about a, a hug. It's about a, a kiss on the cheek. It's about rubbing her back or scrubbing her feet. or It's about a, a romantic email in the middle of the day. You don't have to go on and on forever. For a lot of us guys, they'd be happy just to get anything you know that was even remotely romantic sent to them as an email during the day. It's about just communicating to them that sense of closeness. And that will stimulate their heart. You guys, remember it this way maybe. For you, you can be ready for sex in what, maybe 4.3 seconds? For her, it's more like 43 minutes, okay? Or maybe longer. And it involves that sense of closeness. Secondly, if you want to stimulate the heart of your wife, it's about openness. This is about honesty. It's about communication. Guys, it's about communicating with her at the end of the day in more than a couple of grunts of yes and no about your day. It's about opening up and really sharing with her what happened in your day. And I, you know what I know? I am the same way when I come home at the end of the day. That is not my chief desire. You know, I just want to not talk anymore. But if I'm going to the, the interest of my spouse ahead of my own, then I will discipline myself to talk about the day. Um, 
I, I think this is, um, I'm trying to think what else I was going to say here. I don't know. So we'll move on. So uh, it's about stimulating her heart through uh, closeness, through openness. Uh, thirdly, it's about stimulating her heart through dedication to the family. You know what, guys? For most women, emotional stability is more important to them than financial stability. They would much rather have you around more often than often make more money. Now, certainly it is our responsibility as the providers in most of our homes that we've got to be out. And in this economy, sometimes that takes a lot more effort to earn enough money to put food on the table. But guys, when we have, when we have opportunity to make the choice, she's much more concerned about our presence than she is more money. And she just wants to know that we're committed to her and to the family, not just for today, but forever. And that does something in her heart that opens her up to you. Next, if you want to stimulate her heart, remember that she wants less sex than you want. Okay? For most women, they are more open to receiving sex than they are to pursuing it. And they're often open to receiving it, but they're not going to pursue it. And uh, you know what, guys? When she tells you no sometimes, she is not saying that I don't love you or that I don't respect you. And we need to remind ourselves of that. A couple other things I was reading this week that just might be some helpful insights for some of you guys. You know what? Your wife is concerned about hygiene. You know, Some of them would like to tell you at least brush your teeth or take a shower before you think I'm going to be ready. Um, your wife would also uh, you know, love for you to know that, uh, oh, see, my mind just went blank. Um, oh, it was a good one, too. <laughs> Maybe it'll come back to me. So we'll move on to the next point. And hopefully it will come back because it was really good. Um, stimulate her heart. The next thing is by lifting her up. I- encourage her. Your wife's self-esteem needs your affirmation. She does. She needs your regular encouragement. Do you get realize, guys, you are the mirror for your wife? You, more than anybody else, have the responsibility of helping her to know that you find her beautiful and attractive and you adore her. And you need to recognize that you, you become for her the mirror that she looks into to discern whether or not she is beautiful, whether she's pretty. And so, guys, you need to verbalize that. To her. Sexual intimacy. I can't remember the other thing, so if I do remember it, I'll Facebook or blog it this week for you guys, okay? Sexual intimacy is a powerful tool. But like everything else in our relationships, it comes down to us deciding, am I going to value my spouse more than I value myself? Am I willing to put the interest of my spouse ahead of my own interest. And until you get to that foundational point in your life, you'll continue to struggle with sexual intimacy and you'll continue to struggle with a whole lot of other issues in your life, your marriage relationship. So you've got to decide. In fact, you've got to decide every morning when you wake up, today I am going to put love in action and I am going to value my spouse more than I value myself. And when you really function from that, You will have great sexual intimacy. Let's pray together. God, this is uh, an uncomfortable topic sometimes to talk about in public. 
But God, it is such a pivotal part of the way that You created us as man and woman and the way that You bring us together in marriage. So Father, would You help us to be honest with each other about our struggles in this? God, help us to value each other enough that we would work at understanding each other when it comes to our sexual relationships. And God, would You help us to value and love each other enough that we would put the interest of the other ahead. God, would You take this tool that You created and use it, God, in powerful ways in every relationship, every marriage relationship in this room so that it might honor You and make our marriages all that You desire them to be. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen.